Hey everybody, welcome to episode 220, that's a fun number, of the Bite Me podcast. Do you think some numbers are fun, Cole, or is no, it just me? That no, that is 100% you, except the fun one. <laughs> what about 420? Is 420 fun too? I guess. I mean, yeah. I, I live in a stupid state and I have a stupid job that's like, what if we just randomly drug test? Oh, well... I live in a state where 420 is completely fine and still don't do drugs. So, yeah. whatever. I smear drugs all over the outside of my body, though. That's great. Love just that. Like, just heroin. You're just no. like, yeah, no. buddy. It is purely cannabis, but it is very, very strong, and it does amazing things. Um, just, just mixing up some heroin and some MDMA and just smear it all over my body. I've put off having knee surgery that I probably need for, I'm guessing, another 10 years just through the use of, like, weed in a giant chapstick container. It's Have you considered just, like, bathing in it like, I don't know, Madame Bathroy? Yes. I would be lying if I didn't think, like, is there some sort of, like, bath bomb I can get with it? There probably is. I don't know why I'm, like, you know, curious about that. Capitalism! Anyway, this is a, this is not the podcast we do. We do a video game about pod, we do a video game about podcasts. We do a podcast about video <laughs> games. <a> horrible <laughs> video game. Oof. <laughs> Watching two white dudes talk for hours and hours now it's not good anyway uh there's only two white guys today because dylan is sick poor dylan rip but maybe he's not dead i i don't know maybe we'll see uh we'll check back next week that's like your call to that's like when they're like there's a poisoning today in an elementary school more tonight at 11 and you're like but what if it was my elementary school and you have to wait and watch the news this is to find out if dylan's still alive check back next week He's probably still alive, though. Anyway, we're going to talk about video games. We're going to talk about news. Google's shutting down its internal Stadia Studios, which I'm sure is great news. Who could have seen um, that coming? Yeah. <laughs> shocking. Uh, there's a lawsuit out right now that claims Valve is fixing prices, which I thought was stupid at first, but like I kind of get it, maybe. Uh, the Mass Effect Legendary uh, Edition is coming out, and it was literally the only thing in video game news yesterday. I can't... There was like 100,000 articles written about the Legendary Edition. Um, that's an extra we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about it coming to next-gen consoles. Uh, Marvel's Avengers, which came out when, Cole? May, I believe. Yeah, it's it's getting a next-gen update soon. Oh, man, really? <laughs> I've been waiting to play it because I'm like, well, it's got to be getting one soon. Soon, soon. Uh, scalpers sold a lot of PS5s, like a lot of PS5s, which I think is interesting, but we kind of knew that. There's a little twist in that that I think is actually more interesting. We'll get there. Uh, Want to talk about... Uh, sorry, that's not what we're going to say. Would you like a TV in your car, Colby? I mean, no. <laughs> then do not spend $80,000 on a new Tesla. Done. We, <laughs> we got questions from Vinny. Uh, Colby, ask a question. Hey, it's me. Is that is that legal? I think so. Okay. Uh, Captain Insano, Pen Princess Megan, and Elsrath 54 Bunch of games in Game Pass, PlayStation Now, Amazon Prime, and Troll Corner is uh, populated today by Activision, who is refusing to mandate increased diversity in their hiring practices because it would just be so hard. Anyway, that's what we're going to talk about. But first, we're going to talk about what we've been playing. And since there's no Dylan, Colby has to go first. That's the Yay! law. I have been playing games. You go. I, no. I love games. Um... I beat Summer and Mara. How was it? It was um, very, very good. It I think was, we should we should say Colby didn't just beat it. He hundred percent of it. I hundred percent of it. Yeah, yeah. And then bought the soundtrack. <laughs> and uh, then the guy who did the soundtrack liked that uh, tweet. 
and Very nice. gave me a big old thumbs up, I guess. Um, he's he's Spanish. Nice. Go yeah. go him. Yeah. That sounds like something my grandpa would say, Call Also, your Well, grandpa. it was mostly like I was trying to find him. I'm like, oh, I'll follow him. And I'm like, oh, none of these are in a language that I speak. And he doesn't tweet all that much. But, like, I needed to, I wanted to uh, uh, tweet at him. Sure, and sure. It's a lot easier to do that than to remember what it is. So Absolutely. Um, but I figured that he's tweeted, like, 145 times. I probably don't have to worry about, like, oh, what does that say? No. Um, I don't tweet hardly at all, and I've tweeted more than that. Um, it is very good. Um, I liked it a lot, and I will talk about it more in my questions. Okay. Um, that was what's, what uh, spawned that question. Fair enough. And, I mean, let's be honest, Cliff. Grandpa wouldn't have said he's Spanish. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. What else do you play, Call? Uh, uh, I played Donut County. Um, That's such a good game. Yeah, I started playing it with my kid, and it didn't scare her, but the sound in it did, so I had to play Donut County completely on mute, um, which kind of sucks, because I like its music. Um, but uh, that's it's a fun game. It's like two hours, two maybe two, three hours long, and uh, it's great. Is it's, that on Game Pass? It is. That's why we you played should- it. God, go play it on Game Pass. It is literally, like, first of all, you can beat it in an afternoon, and it is a game, I've never played a game that nails the exact length you need to be for that game. For a game that County. involves just making holes and sucking things down them. Yeah. It's got yeah. a great story, like, really cute characters, and it ends, like, just at the point where you're going, like, is there, like, another level? I don't know if I want to play another level. What has, what? did Ben Esposito do before Donut County? Oh, you know, I think something, but I'm not sure. Because mostly, like, I know he's kind of a big deal. Um, yeah. Most, it was really funny because I saw a tweet by him, and it was, like, one of those things I'm like, why do I know that name? I'm like, oh, it's because I'm playing Donut County, and that's who made it. Let's see. Um, we could probably find that out. Yeah, no, that's too much. Too much work. Too much work. Uh, I have also been playing more of Haven, which is, uh, I really like Haven. Um, it's, it starts out kind of weird because like you don't have a map and like, it's really hard to get from place to place and things like that. And that's still a complaint because it does start that way. But now I've got like a map and you can kind of fast travel ish. Sure. Um, my only complaint about it is that you have a map, but like, let's say I can go, you know, you can go North, South, East or West on a given like mini map thing. Mm -hmm. Um, it is very difficult to figure out which way you need to go because you go on these like kind of bridges and that's how it connects yeah. the, the different worlds. And like it is almost impossible. As far as I can tell, there's no way to tell which one leads to which. And so it's often that I'm like, okay, I need to get here. And I'm like, okay, I'll try this bridge. And I'm like, okay, that one goes here. I'm like, okay, so it's not this one. So I go back and then I have to try another one. I'm like, well, that's not the one I need. There's no north south east and west like markings so you don't know which way you need to go sure. um which kind of sucks 
Um, I tried to get to somewhere yesterday, and I'm like, okay, there's four options. And it was, of course, the fourth option I took that was the right way. Um, it really needs some sort of either mini-map or or something to tell you, like, let you know which way you need to go. And maybe there is, and I'm just, like, not seeing it, like, not figuring it out. But uh, it's it's about the only, like, major complaint I have with that game. Sure. Um, but oh, it, it's been fun. Um, I like the like game mechanics of it. For some reason, it reminds me of um the Sega Saturn game Knights. Oh sure, yeah, um, no, I can absolutely see yeah, that. Like it, it's it it to me, I'm like wow. I, I was playing it. I'm like, I wonder if they should make like a new Knights game. And I'm like, I wonder why I thought that. I'm like, oh, because it completely reminds me of the way like Knights kind of handled yeah. it. Yeah, but uh, so it's good. And then I bought Crashlands, um, and I've been playing that. Um, I put like three hours into it, and my only complaint so far is that it starts out like real slow. Um, oh, sure. I feel like I am horribly underpowered in the like first area, and so like I'm like, am I doing something wrong? Like, what kind of game is it? Vaguely resource building kind of thing sure. like you know you go out and collect stuff and you kill things and you're doing it to make a better you know this and a kind of deal because you've got to fight a big boss guy um but like literally i'll you know it's like okay you make a sword i'm like okay and it's like okay go kill like five of these things i'm like can do and i'm like okay those things just slaughtered me um <laughs> what do i do they're like you can make armor. I'm like, oh, okay, okay. And I make the armor and I'm like, okay, let's go do it. And uh, those things still just slaughtered me. What can I do? They're like, I don't know, try harder. I'm like, <laughs> have you thought about getting good? Cool. Well, cool. But like, I mean, I got to, and I don't know if it's, it's not that like, oh, I'm, I'm, I needed to do something before I got to this part because like literally you need to do this part to get the, you know, better sword yeah. kind of thing. And I'm like, well, it wants me to kill these guys, but you know, like normally the little guys I'm doing like 14 damage to, and mm -hmm. it's taking me, it's real hard to kill those. And this guy I'm doing like two damage to, and he has way more health and he can kill me in one shot. And they're just like, I don't know, keep trying. I'm like, Okay, um, <laughs> and that's kind of how the game feels. There's, I'm, you know, three hours in, I've got the best armor and sword that I can get currently, as far as I can tell, and there's still bad guys that I just have to run away from, and that's, like, most of them, because I, either they take way too long to kill, or they can kill me just too quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's very weird, like, I, it's a game that I feel like once I get the correct gear and everything. I'm like, oh, this will be real fun. But like, also it seems like a lot of the, you know, resources I need, they're like, oh, you need like a hundred of these things. I'm like, cool. Like, is there a way to get them faster than I'm doing? They're like, nah. <laughs> like, yeah. um, okay. Uh, and like I said, it just feels like, I assume this is going to be a game that's going to start out slow and then I'm going to get like five or six hours into it. And I'm going to go like, oh, okay. Like this picks up. Yeah. But for right now, it's just kind of like, okay, I'm trying not to die. I'm running away from a lot of guys and trying <laughs> to get as much resources as I can while dodging bad guys. I, sure. But it's fun. I mean, there's that. So 
that's what matters. Yeah. Um, to uh, to come back to Ben Esposito, he was the game designer for what remains to be the Finch and the Unfinished Swan. Which that's is what it is. Of. Yeah. Yeah. Unfinished so. Swan's a good game. I wish that was on something other than the PlayStation. Is it not? Nope. Ah, that's lame. It's a PlayStation I'm, exclusive. You can play it on the Apple Store now. Well, cool. <laughs> um, yeah, no, like... the. It, I thought that maybe it was coming to Switch, or maybe I just thought, like, this would be an amazing game on the Switch. Because um, it's a really good game. I played it on the Vita. Um, it's an excellent game. It's just, you know, on a... It feels like a, it should be, like, on a good handheld system, sure. and that's not necessarily the Vita, even though no. I love the Vita. It's just not... It's not a modern yeah. thing. I, I get that. Yeah, um... I've I've always meant to play that. I loved What Remains of Edith Finch so much uh-huh. that uh, I've always meant to, but just never, never quite it's got on there. So PC, it's on PC, so, yeah. yeah. I'm I'm working on getting a PC that works in my living room. Um, I'm just waiting to get a new video card for the PC in my office. Um, and as soon as I do that, I'll have a PC that I can play games on in my living room, which I think will make playing games way easier because I yeah. would way rather play PC games on my giant TV from my couch than in my office where I work all day. Um, I don't, I don't know if that's like a a mental thing, but like the idea of coming back in here to spend more time here after I've already spent like eight or 10 hours sitting in this chair just doesn't really do it for me. So I mean, like I have a nice gaming chair, but my chair is not as comfy as my couch. So yeah, whatever. Uh, Maybe, maybe once that happens, I'll, pick up a copy of it so let's see i played uh cross code finally finished it what do you think of the ending cliff i thought the ending was very good um i i well shoot there's really no way to tell you what i think about the ending without spoiling spoiling this game i thought the okay so so this game essentially has I'm, I'm almost going to say three endings, okay? So you get an ending that happens before the credits. And then there's another ending that takes place after the credits, which I almost missed because I finished the game and let the credits run and just went and ate breakfast. And I came back and I went to... I don't remember what I was going to do, but either way, I'm like, oh, shoot, there's more game like that takes place after this. And so you get another little ending after that. And then there's kind of a third ending where they essentially tease their DLC, and I thought the DLC tease was really bad. <laughs> um, and and the interesting thing about that is the developers also agree with that. Like I went and, and read some stuff and they're like, we wish we'd never done that. The story that we told in the game was the story that we always set out to tell. Uh-huh. And the unfortunate the unfortunate part of them saying like, hey, here's the DLC coming was that people took that as, hey, we made a game. And if you want to find out how it really ends, you're going to have to buy DLC for it. And for some people, that DLC, they've been waiting on it for like four or five (laughs) years. Because I think that game launched on PC in like 2015, 2016. And so there's a lot of PC gamers that are pissed because that game finished. They think that there's a, another ending to it. And then they had to wait like two years while they did a console port. Um, and now the, the DLC is going to come out. I think like in the next two or three months was the kind of indication they gave, but like that having that kind of like back to the future, like, you know, 
to be continued ending, like, I don't think has worked very well for them. And, like, I, it wasn't bad. It wasn't, like, I wasn't, again, I can't really talk about it without saying how that game ends. But I, I was initially kind of pissed off at the ending because the game ends kind of sad, honestly. Um, and I didn't really like that. And then there's like some stuff after the credits that kind of redeems that, which made me happy. Um, but like, I, I think overall, I think it was worth playing to the end. I like, I, the last, I beat that game in 55 hours, I think, I think, or maybe 45 hours. I'd have to look, but 45 or 55. Um, and I was very frustrated at a lot of the last 15, 15 probably. Yeah. yeah. And, but I thought that the story was good enough that it made up for the, the 15 hours that I wasn't super jonesed about. Um, I, I just come back to that. The, that game is very good. And if you like, if you like 16 bit role-playing games, like you have to, you have to get there first. Like you have to be wanting to play a pixely 16 bit game. Um, and if you like puzzles, if you really like, like, uh, like environmental puzzles, if, if those are two things you like, you will love that game. The, I don't think that it is CrossCode has a nine out of 10 on steam. And I don't think that that is a, I don't, I think they deserve that, that rating because I think that for people that like that kind of game, they will love this game. Um, my biggest complaint is, is for every puzzle they give you, they want to also give you five more that are just like it. Um, like there, there's a portion at the end that really defined my problem with that game. And so you, you're trying to break into this tower and they're like, you and your entire team are going to go to this area and there's people in this area that you have to kind of capture essentially. And so what you do to capture those people is you kill a bad guy next to them. The bad guys release like this essence essentially that flows into the NPCs and then they get shot by this giant laser and that like captures that NPC. Right. And so you go over to the area you're working in and you do this like five or six times and you're like, okay, cool. And they kind of give you like, all right, we got everyone in our area. Good job. And then like a bunch of other people are like, oh no, no, I found a bunch more. And like, here they are. And I'm like, what were you guys doing? You were just rounding them up for me? And I'm like, okay. And so now I'll do these ones. And then you finish those ones. And like, they're like, oh, no, no, no. We found some more. And I'm like, this is not, this, this isn't interesting. Like once I beat the first four or five of them, it didn't get harder necessarily. It just yeah. got more repetitive. And that's how a lot of that game is, is it's not a lot of the puzzles are you'll solve this type of puzzle once and then you'll solve it again and then you'll solve it again. And then like maybe the third or fourth one will be harder or maybe the third or fourth one will take other aspects of other puzzles you've beat, but then you're also going to do it another two or three times after that. And that that's the worst part of that game is that it just every time I think like, Hey, I've done enough. They're like, no, there's more. Don't you worry. And that's what I think took that game from being, 25 hours or 30 hours to being 45 or 55 hours. And I just don't think that was a, a good decision. Um, although I will say that apparently like based on the time to beat, um, you can in theory beat that game in 32 hours. I don't like, I mean, I, I, 
It's hard for me to I say. No, because I like obviously I screwed up the, um, like I think you could do, do it in thirty two hours on your second playthrough, probably, maybe, maybe. Um, I, the problem is, is that like at the first, I, I think you could do it on easy. Well, I mean, I, I was playing on easy, and it well, there were still things that were challenging. Uh, like, I, I would say that I played it, uh, you know, just kind of at whatever level they originally put you on at the first of the game, and um, there were still places where, like, I, I didn't have to, like, grind to feel level up, but, like, I had to do, like, kind of side questy things yeah. to feel like I stayed at the level I need to do, and I just don't imagine you could plow through that game without doing those. And that's kind of what I thought, is that you would have to skip literally almost all of the side quests, and I think that the side quests were important in that game because they not only taught you a lot of the mechanics, mm-hmm. um, but they also helped you open up the areas that you were playing in. Yeah, um, and get, like, better gear and stuff like yeah. i mean i i think i beat the game in 45 hours um ish and so like i can't imagine shaving like 13 hours off of that yeah it seems like it would be really hard um but i mean i guess i guess if you really 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 push through maybe um i don't know i i apparently beat it in I put it on Twitter. I was trying to... Yeah, I spent 55 hours in the game. And the crazy thing is, is you could put way more than 55. Like, I I don't think that's a game that would be hard to put 80 or 100 into. Because there's a bunch of quests I didn't do. Um, It doesn't do a very good job, I don't think, either, of telling you which quests are optional and which ones... Like, honestly, quest management overall in that game is not good. Um, It's really hard to kind of tell what your active quests are. It doesn't ever tell you where to go on a quest. Um... I don't know. It's it's an interesting game to me because I like I have a lot of complaints about it, but overall really enjoyed it. So I, I don't know how you like if I had to rate that game, I'd probably give it like a seven point five. Like I thought it was good. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. I have very very mixed feelings on it. Oh yeah, I mean literally that's what I yeah. that's what I said. I t- t- my tweet is literally to say I have complicated feelings about this game would be a massive understatement because. Yeah. As much as I like, I loved the story. I think the story is like a nine out of ten story. I think it's really unique. It's something that I've never really encountered in another game. It does. It has a lot of interesting things to say about like artificial intelligence and um, the gaming industry and capitalism and like the genius of people. Um, it has a lot of interesting reflections on the video game industry as a whole. And I thought all those things were really interesting. And then I just think the way they kind of wrapped it up was kind of repetitive. So yeah, I would have loved I if this game had been twenty five hours, it would be a nine uh-huh. out of ten. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think that's reflected. I mean, honestly, it's a new game on Xbox. You can only say so many things about it. But the final quest in that game, I think, had a like two point nine five percent completion rate like mm-hmm. two or three percent of people who played that game on game pass have finished it yeah. and that's and not even game pass who've played that on the xbox have finished it and to me like having a three percent completion rate is a just abysmal like that's real bad um so i don't know that's probably enough about crosscode um the only other game i played this week was torchlight 3 i've been looking forward to playing torchlight 3 for i don't know two or three years it is probably the 
when I go to PAX, I tend to not play a lot of AAA games because I figure, like, the AAA games, I'll play them eventually if I want to. Um, so I play a lot of indie stuff, and Torchlight 3 is probably the longest line I've ever waited in to play a game at PAX, and I waited probably 45 minutes to play it and was kind of disappointed at that time, too, so maybe that's not... Didn't they change, like, how it was... Yeah, I remember waiting in line talking to the guy and, like, just kind of, there was a dev there. I was kind of chatting with him. And I'm like, you know, what kind of game is it? Like, you know, whatever. Like, what, you know, what's new, whatever. And he's like, yeah, this might be free to play. We're not really sure. We'll, we'll have to see. So, like, I guess if you don't know the, the background of Torchlight 1 and 2, it was made by, um, oh, shoot. I can't remember who made Torchlight 2. Re- Relic? It's not Relic. They're a local, uh, they're a local Seattle firm that made Torchlight 1 and 2 and then made uh, Runic games. I was really close. Um, a couple other things. And then they were kind of like hot and made Hob. Um, they were kind of like hostily bought out, I think, by uh, a game company out of, I want to say, China. Um, and like the the two main guys that started it quit and they went and founded a game that made some space sim stuff but whatever um they they essentially just went out of business after being purchased uh by perfect world and so, per, so torchlight 3 is not being made by the people who made torchlight 1 and 2 um and like you can't really tell that necessarily in when you like load into the game um like it feels a little bit strange but whatever um the worst part about this game is that it's the same problem that Torchlight 2 had is that you expect when you go into a game like Torchlight, which is essentially like a Diablo game if you've never played it, to control the direction you're fighting with with your right stick. Like, I expect that when I pull back a bow, that the way I'm going to aim that bow is my character has a direction and my weapon has a direction, right? So it's it's not... I don't want to say it's a twin stick shooter, but I mean, that's essentially what it is, except that you have another button to push, you know? Um, and the game does not work that way. You aim your person and your weapon by the direction you're going, and it kind of auto-chooses Auto, yeah. who you're going to hit or shoot at. And <clears throat> that not only feels terrible i mean like it feels so bad like it it it, it's not like auto aim like auto aim when i like when i can see auto aim happening in a game it's almost kind of like oh hey i understand how i can take advantage of that like it's not a bad thing like i don't ever feel like a console auto aim is a negative i it also it's almost more like hey i know that in grand theft auto if i get close to this dude and just kind of let it go it's gonna shoot him like that's fine um, this is more like I never feel like I quite know where I'm going to shoot or hit, and it feels really bad. Um, and and I loaded up towards like three, super excited to play it, and it aims like that as well, and it just feels terrible. So, <clears throat> I. I loved Torchlight 1 and 2. Like, I loved those games. That's why I've really been looking forward to 3. But I don't really want to pay 40 bucks for it either because it's gotten super, super mixed reviews. Like, that is a game that people say, like, yeah, it reminds me of, like, Torchlight if they took out all the things that made Torchlight interesting. Um, it's supposed to be just kind of bland. The the, te- the quests aren't great and whatever. So I don't really want to pay for it, which is why I was excited when it came to Game Pass, but it's only on the Xbox version of Game Pass. It's not on PC, so... I might just have to skip it until it gets like super cheap a couple years from now. When I like, I wouldn't mind picking it up for ten, but I don't want to pick it up for forty. Um, especially when I think like I don't think I paid more than like ten or twenty bucks for one or two. So I don't know. 
It was a bummer, though. We'll, we'll figure it out. Um, Colby? Uh, it's not. It's actually not quite time for Patreon. That yeah, Patreon. Uh, thank you to our wonderful patrons for supporting this podcast. Uh, you can go to patreon.com slash bite me podcast to throw a couple bucks at us. Uh, help keep, you know, things like the software Colby and I are talking to on right now. Uh, pay for that. Pay for our hosting. You know, a couple. It, but running a podcast is cheap, but it's not free. All of uh, Cliff's heroin and MDMA that he's all, rubbing on his body. All the heroin. Like I am, I'm not high right now. But if you licked me, you would be high right now. It's real weird. I don't. Can you lick heroin and get high? Call. I don't know anything about heroin. I assume you're like one of those toads that you can lick. Yeah, I'm exactly yeah. like that. Anyway, big shouts out to John Tippins, Sean Palmer, Austin Palmer, Alan Schulte, and Joe Cole Jr. Those are our producer level Patreons. Uh, if you pay 10 bucks a month, you get to have your name read out on every single podcast we do that I remember to do it on, which is becoming more and more of them now. Like, I think that's a, a positive outcome of uh, me getting slightly more organized. Uh, but we also have one, three, and seven dollar tiers, I believe, uh, with different levels of support. You can listen to the podcast a little bit early, get some stickers, stuff like that. I owe people stickers. I know I owe you stickers. I'm very sorry. Uh, again, you can go to patreon.com slash bite me podcast for that. Also extra life. If you, uh, are interested in joining our extra life team, which will, uh, we'll probably be playing in probably October or November, but there's, there's probably some extra opportunities between now and then if you're a streamer and you want to do a little bit of extra life stuff, it, it never hurts. You can go to bite me podcast.com slash extra life and join our team. You can also donate to our extra life, uh, campaign, I guess our extra life fundraising extravaganza there you can do monthly donations too where they'll just take like a buck or two from you a month if you don't you know if you if you're thinking like hey i'd like to donate 25 dollars in november but you don't want to come out 25 dollars out of pocket you can just do a reoccurring donation of a dollar or two and uh help that extra life team now that would be awesome all right now colby news 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 i like that a lot i like that a lot do you remember like I think long before I knew that that was like a Beethoven symphony, I knew that that was a theme from Frantic Freddy. And, yeah. uh, you know, that, that's how cultured I am. All right. Uh, we are going to start off as soon as I find my show notes. I accidentally clicked a tab. We're going to talk about Google and Stadia and the state of Google and Stadia. So I'm going to say the bad news. There's a lot of bad news. There's a lot of bad news. So Google... Just- Real Please? quick, is this the same studio that did uh, um, that awesome space game? Um, oh, shoot, oh. you're right. They bought a studio, didn't they? Yeah, it was... Uh, why can I not remember that? It was like one of my favorite games of last year. Um, I forgot about that, that they actually purchased a studio. Journey to the Savage Planet. I Yeah, um... Shoot, that's a good question, Cole, because I forgot about that. Let's see. So Journey to the Savage Planet was done by Typhoon Studios. Typhoon Studios was acquired by Google in late 2019. So that sucks. (laughs) So it was them? (laughs) Yeah, it looks that way. Huh. Well, that's a real bummer. (laughs) Yeah, so Typhoon Studios made Journey to the Savage Planet. Right after that, they were purchased by... um, Google to work on Stadia, and I think they were renamed to um, something else. I think they were they they actually renamed that studio to like Games and Entertainment or something like you know whatever. But yeah, that's a that's a bummer. I forgot that that's what happened. Anyway, 
the actual news is that uh, Google shut down both of its internal development studios that were working on internal games for Stadia, um, including one of them that was headed up by um, Jade Raymond, who is, she's kind of a, a big deal in video game circles. She is the person who essentially created Assassin's Creed. So she's she's got a lot of pedigree. And so it was like a big win when they got Jade Raymond to head up their studio. And I mean, that was like, what, a year ago? Nine months ago? It has not been long. No. Um, and so they're shutting down the two studios, one in Montreal, which is the one that made Journey to the Savage Planet, a second one in L.A., um, laying off like, well, it's going to affect 150 employees. And they're like, yeah, no, we'll, we'll find we're going to try and find somewhere else for these video game developers to be inside of. Google, like I, I don't. Maybe they can work on their search engine or something. I, I don't <laughs> know exactly how that works, but like, it's a real bummer, and so it, it's a bummer for people that are really into Stadia. Like, I think that there are people that really enjoy Stadia, and I think that that is, is good. Like, if it, if it works for you, like, I think that's great. I think that the promise of that kind of thing is great. I, I, if Stadia, if Stadia had had a different business model, I think I would have been super into Stadia. Um. The other downside of this, though, apparently, is that Google is also going to stop funding indies. So a lot of the way games get onto a platform, um, like if you if you were a Apple um, Arcade person, like when it first came out, you're like, how did Apple Arcade get like 30 games that are really high quality and um, a lot of them... Y- uh, locked into the Apple Arcade platform like at launch. And the answer is they threw a ton of money at video game developers and said like, hey, do you want us to fund the development of your entire video game and all you have to do is release it on Apple Arcade? And a bunch of people say, yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Um, apparently Google's also pulling that funding from a bunch of video game studios. So there's a bunch of uh, like indie studios that were relying on Google Stadia money to finish their video game that are losing their funding because of this. So it was kind of a big like middle finger to developers as a whole, like not necessarily the game industry. I think Stadia as a whole has been kind of a like big middle finger to people that really like it because it's just been kind of poorly managed. But the the kind of thought I think that they're going to try and do is they're going to try and pivot to a more like Amazon Luna type setup where there are going to be, I would not be surprised if Stadia gets a, like if the pro account becomes something that has a library attached to it. Um, I think that they're realizing that, you know, being Steam with, streaming attached to it was not a good business model but that maybe having here's 30 games you get for 10 bucks a month and we swap in new ones every once in a while or here's 30 games you can you know i mean luna is essentially i think it's six bucks a month you get a base set of games and then you can add on like the entire ubisoft collection for another 10 or 15 you know that model may work better for stadia than essentially being a store that no one wants to buy stuff from because they don't believe it'll be here a week from now. So I don't know. It's like, it's a, it's really a bummer for people that love steam. It's a bummer for the developers affected by this. It may force, I mean, I think one of two things, it'll either force Stadia to become what people want it to be, or it will just go away. And I kind of lean towards maybe that second one a little bit. I don't know. Let me put on my Google Glass and find. Oh, oh! I, you can send me something on Google Wave. Oh, or we could talk about it in Google Plus. <laughs> anyway, 
Google makes a really good search engine, and I'm a big fan of Google Docs. <laughs> I think those things are important to remember. Uh, all right, so next up, we're going to talk about another giant corporation, uh, Valve. Um, so this is interesting, and it, it's slightly complicated, so I'm going to try not to get confused. I can't promise that that won't happen. So a lawsuit was filed earlier this week that is accusing Valve of essentially using the monopoly that it holds on PC gaming to force developers to sell their games on other platforms. So not, maybe other platforms is the right word, other storefronts, um, such as Epic, uh, at the same price they're offered on in Steam. So in essentially when you sign up for steam you are you sign a contract obviously and it has a a clause called a most favored nation clause which i'll be honest also sounds like it would be like maybe racist and at the end of like the trail of tears um but it, it apparently is not that um the seller agrees when they sign that that um they will give steam the best terms available and that means that if Steam doesn't want you to, you can't sell your game for $20 on Steam and then sell it for $10 on Epic. Um, it's, it's not that it doesn't happen, but if Google tell, or if Steam tells you to stop, you have to stop and, and, and make that price the same on Steam. And so it makes it essentially really difficult for storefronts like Epic to, uh, to compete. And, uh, like the cut that Valve takes for a developer is 30%, while the cut that Epic takes is only like 12%. Um, or in the like Microsoft is apparently lower as well. And so what what the suit alleges is essentially that this is making it it's essentially anti-competitive. Um interestingly enough, though, they've also named CD Projekt Red, Ubisoft, KChamp Games, which I've never heard of, and Rust LLC, the developer of hot dogs, horseshoes, and hand grenades. Um, and Devolver Digital in this suit um, because it says that those uh, those developers are, are kind of conspiring in this. Um, the interesting part about this, though, is, is like if you think about this, so there are games that, like the, the presumption is, like the, what people are saying, and apparently this is based on a, a lot of this is based around a tweet that Randy Pitchford put out saying like, it's weird that developers it's essentially strange that all games launch at the same price, regardless of the developer split. Um, so, you know, the theory would be that if you have to pay 30% of your um, margin to Valve on a $60 game, that if you launch that same game on Epic, like you could launch it at $50 and actually still make the same amount of money. Um, and that there might be incentive to do that and, and that you can't. But the interesting thing is, is there are games like uh, Hitman 3 is a... Uh, Epic exclusive right now, right? Still launched at $60. So that really just means that Hitman developers are taking a bigger cut, even though they could take less. So the lawsuit's interesting, and it's something that I want to keep an eye on because it's, I don't disagree that if, if Steam can tell you how to price your game and how you can price your game on every storefront, that seems kind of suspect. But at the same time, I, I'm not sure this lawsuit's actually going to fly because you don't have to launch your game on Steam. Um, I mean, there are reasons to do it, but 
I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how that that kind of goes. Does that did that make sense, Colby? I tried really hard to make it make sense. I mean, I'm sure it does, but I just kind of glossed over when you started talking about it. Fair enough. So. Fair enough. You want to talk about Mass Effect? Yeah, sure. I, I you know you I know like Mass that. Effect. You've yeah. you've been to Mass Effect. You've played Mass Effect. Um, the good news is is the Mass Effect Legendary Edition is coming out. Um, I think it's May 14th, so just in time for Colby's birthday. He can, he can get it Yay. for his birthday. It'd be great. Um, are, is that something? Are, I guess the first question is: Are you interested in Mass Effect Legendary Edition? Is that like a what is it? So it's like it's somewhere between like a remaster and a re. What do they call uh, like uh, where they don't just make the graphics better, but they like fix the systems too. Um, I yeah, I don't, there's a name for it. It's also re something, um, re jiggers. Yeah, they re jigged it. That's fine. Um, but you know, like when they re released um the last guardian or not the last guardian um, what's the one the where last you fight of us? No, what what do they call it when you fight the giant? You're the dude on the the horse who fights the giant like fourteen giant oh, monsters. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Shadow of the Colossus. Shadow of the Colossus. Remember, like Shadow of the Colossus, they didn't just redo. Yeah, they what the game looked it like from the ground up. Yeah, they kind of redid the systems, and I don't think they did it necessarily from the ground up. Like it's not a brand new engine and stuff necessarily, but they they reworked the systems to make them work a little bit more modernly, I suppose. Um, apparently, this is kind of a combination of the two. Mass Effect One is a remaster <laughs> and that they like yeah. the Mako's they need gonna, that. Yeah, the Mako's going to drive better now. They're tweaking animations. Um, the controls are going to be kind of the same throughout the game. They're like trying to unify the UI across the game. Um, you can play as Femshep throughout the entire game now. Um, you could do that before. Can you? I kind of got the impression that you couldn't. Maybe. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, you can still do that then. Um, plus, they're giving it a graphics overhaul. So essentially what you're going to do is you're going to get the, the best version of these games that you can possibly get. Um, within the limitations of its engine, apparently. So, how much is it? Sixty bucks for all three games. Okay, I'm interested. Yeah, I I'm interested, like, because I've beaten one and two, but I never beat three. Mm-hmm. But I'm also I don't know how I feel about like that's a hundred hours of games, probably 120 hours of games. That's a lot of that's a lot of Mass yeah, Effect. It's it's been long enough for me that. I could probably replay those. Yeah, because I don't think I'd remember the, the like, I don't think I would remember the story at all at this point for the most part. Um, yeah. It, uh, like, I I, would rem- I think I could replay those. I probably won't just because it's a lot of games to play while a four-year-old sleeps. I, so. I was thinking that it might be, like, this is a, it's something that I'm interested in, but probably not at launch. Like, this is, no. this is something, well, and I mean, first of all, like this is a game series that I can absolutely see coming to uh, Game Pass as part of oh, EA Access. Only it already was. Well, I'm saying the remastered ones. Yeah. Um, I can see this coming to Game Pass in a year. Um, and like I don't think I'd mind picking off a you know one, two, and three over the span of another year. Um, you know, a, a while from now. Um, but I, I can't imagine paying $60 for it, like on launch day. And man, there people are, I cannot tell you how hyped people are for this to be coming. So, and I'm like, I'm excited, but not quite that excited. Um, I will say it looks go- gorgeous though. Like the screenshots I've seen of it look nice. spectacular. So, um, the interesting part that I want to talk about though, is that it's actually not coming to the series X or the PS five. 
Um, it'll be backwards compatible. You'll be able to play it on them, but it will not be getting a specific release for those systems. Um, apparently because it's uh, still in the Unreal 3 engine and there's just like only so much they can do. So they, they talked to Mac Waters, who is the director, and he said that like getting it on the next gen was just, he quote, a bridge too far. He says, to me, if I'm buying a game on this next generation of hardware, I expect a lot from it. I think it's more than what we could have pushed the Unreal Engine 3 to do. And again, more than we could have done with a true could have done with a true remaster to me it would have felt a little disingenuous so i think it's better suited for the next mass effect to be on next gen systems and for this one to be playable on next gen systems but not necessarily have the expectations that come with releasing it as a ps5 xbox series x game which i thought was actually like in the world of video games like selling themselves too hard sometimes that was actually kind of a a nice like hey you know we don't want to we don't want to lie to you. Like you're you're getting something great, but we're not going to make it sound greater than it actually is. So I think that was kind of interesting. But apparently, it is going to like it's probably going to run a little faster. Your load times are going to be a little quicker because of the the new faster SSD. You're going to get a lot of those optimizations that Xbox One games get just by the virtue of being on faster hardware. Um, also, uh, <clears throat> elevators are going to be optional now. So like they they've they've. So so oddly, like you uh, you were talking about this, and I refreshed Facebook, and the first thing is is a thing from Mass Effect showing the differences between the original and the uh, new it, one. It's gorgeous, right? Yeah, it looks, looks pretty. Nice. Yeah, elevators in Mass Effect are kind of infamous because that's how they hid their loading screens. Yeah. So instead of getting a loading screen, you'd just be on this really long elevator ride, and apparently you're going to be able to hit a button to skip those now. So mm-hmm. you can you can. I think you'll probably still get in the elevator, but you won't have to ride it for 35 seconds, like the longest this... damn elevator ride in the world. This looks real pretty, and I mean, like, if they did change the systems, I I probably won't pick this up day one, but I may pick it up eventually, just because it's been a long time since I played the first Mass Effect, and even when I replayed that, I remember thinking, like, this is kind of janky. So, might be nice to do that. I would like to play Mass Effect 1 and realize that I could actually upgrade gear. Like, that would be an interesting um, addition to that game. Um, get your Krogan killed. Not get, I, would, I would work really hard to not get my Krogan killed by some weird racist lady. Um, that would be pretty cool. I, uh, I only played, like, maybe the first handful of hours of Mass Effect 3 because I was playing it on I was playing it on EA Access like backwards compatible and I fell through the world in my game <laughs> and lost like 45 minutes of game time it was like nope I'm done now <laughs> so I'd like to I'd like to finish Mass Effect 3 but I think that game had such a great story too I'd like to play them in a row enough that I remembered what the story was. So mm-hmm. we'll get there. Uh, anyway, I think I think the release date for that is May 14th, I believe. Nice. So available for pre-order now if you want to pre-order a digital game for some reason. I, I don't get it, but maybe that's your thing. Uh, Marvel's Avengers is also getting a next grade up, next gen update. Um, eventually. So <laughs> Marvel Avengers next war table, which is what they call their like events around releasing new stuff is going to take place on February 16th. So like about two weeks from today and it will showcase both the new Hawkeye expansion and the delayed PS five and Xbox series X version. So I'm not saying that's coming out on February 14th. I'm saying that's when they're going to show it to you and it'll come out sometime after that. So you only have another like, I mean, maybe it'll come out, maybe it'll come out that day call. You can start playing Marvel's Avengers on the 16th. 
the crazy thing is this was supposed to come out in November. Uh-huh. Yeah. I I so here's the other part of this is apparently they released a report at the end of last year saying that this game had not actually recouped its development cost, which is bad, really, yeah. really, really bad. But they're hoping that these new updates plus um the exclusive Spider-Man DLC that is locked to the PlayStation will help sell some more copies of it. I mean Honestly, you which really weird is that it actually uh, from kind of what I was reading around on it when I was looking to see like I don't know a month ago hey when is this gonna get the update like it sold vaguely well it's but I think the problem was is I think it was one of those games that they put Uh, enough money into it that they needed uh to sell like 18 Uh, million copies and yeah they they said like it it sold really well it's just you know didn't sell well enough well enough yeah and I think unfortunately too like the price dropped on it pretty fast like I mean you can buy it for 30 bucks right now so I got it for 30 bucks like I mean I got it for 30 bucks yeah in January Maybe December. I think it was December, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So cause you bought it when I bought. Uh, oh, it's it's only February. Like, yeah, no, easily December. Yeah. It's not not good. It's not good. But no. eh, whatever. Um, the people I know that have played it said they really enjoyed it, and I I would like to play the single player. Um, mm-hmm. Well, that's what I bought yeah, it for. I don't have any interest playing the multiplayer, but that you know, it's one of those games that I'm going to get when it's twelve bucks. You know, whatever. Yeah. Um. So we know that scalpers sold a lot of next-gen hardware, Um, like a lot. Um, But I don't think we, at least I don't think I realized quite how much they had sold, right? So um, a guy named Mike Driscoll, he's like a data scientist, said that he kind of did some like data scraping and looked at every PS5 that had been sold on eBay and StockX and uh, a couple of these other like reseller sites where these things work and he he kind of filtered out the stuff that was garbage like the the scammy ones that you could tell were scammy um he filtered out uh ones that didn't sell so on and so forth and he came up with some really interesting data right and so a lot of this is speculative because P- PlayStation has not actually announced how many PlayStation 5s they've sold but there's some pretty good estimates online um from different different sources. So he looked at all these places, came up with the total number that had been resold, and then he knows the total number that had been sold. And it came with some interesting data. The first is that the average price for a PS5 digital edition is $800 online. So that's what, a, a $400 system normally? Of, oh, is that the cheaper? That's the one yeah. without, a, without a disc. So the all digital yeah. is normally 400 bucks. So the average price of that is twice... The, the actual MSRP. The uh, the PlayStation 5 with a disc is uh, selling for $850. So a little, like, 50 bucks more than a, than a discless edition. Um, which is just, like, <coughs> that's ridiculous to me. I, I can't imagine paying $850 for any gaming system when I could wait two months, <laughs> three months, and buy it at retail. But apparently a lot of people did. And by a lot of people, I mean... Somewhere between 10 and 15% of all PlayStation 5 sold have been resold. So they think it's about 150,000 PlayStations have been essentially sold on the secondary market at a profit, which is crazy. So those scalpers made $43 million in profit um, on top of essentially those systems already being sold once. So, But the interesting part is, and I think this is the part that people really need to think about, is 
eBay, PayPal, StockX made $16 million in profit off of their seller's fees for those. So the people like the people who could stop this are vastly financially compensated to not stop this. Like eBay could tell you today, you can't resell a PlayStation 5 above, above MSRP. Like they could stop that today and it would stop scalpers from scalping things. It would make it so, you know, inventory in stores went back up. It would make it so bots would stop trying to buy them beforehand. But they don't do it, I presume, because there's millions and millions and millions of dollars to be made. And that kind of sucks. <laughs> but... What you gonna do, I guess? Entrepreneurship, call. That's what it's called, yeah, I think. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Do you think they're paying yeah. taxes on that forty three point two million dollars? A hundred percent, All right. Finally, Cole, you want a console in your car? No. Do you want a TV in your car? No. So the new like, I mean, I've got a phone if I really need to watch TV in my car. I like, so, uh, like, friend of the show, Hans, he's got a Tesla 3. And the screen on that thing is about the size of an iPad. Like, it's big. Like, it's really big. I think it's like an 8 or 9 inch. Nah, it's got to be bigger than that. Cause I think my, I think the, the screen of my wife's car is like 7, maybe. I don't know. It's big. It looks like a, it looks like an iPad just stuck in the dashboard. Um, the new Tesla Model X and Model S has a 17-inch screen on the dashboard. I was like looking, I was like flipping through news and looking at it. I'm like, is that a, is that a television just like squished in the dashboard? It's monstrous. And I don't have any idea how you are supposed to drive and not be distracted by a good-sized TV squished in your dashboard. But more so than that, so like the current one... Um, like I mean, I like I think actually Hans has the controllers. Like you can Bluetooth sync a controller to that and play games in your Tesla, and it'll play games like Cuphead. Like it'll play some some new stuff. It'll play arcade games. Um, the new one is gonna have a gaming hardware. So like it's not it's not a console. It's not a computer, but it's like specific gaming hardware that will support up to ten teraflops of processing power, which puts it in the same ballpark as current generation consoles um ballpark the the screenshot they showed of it actually shows the console playing the witcher 3 um in your car and like there's a part of me that says in a world where self-driving cars drive places it would be dope to have a giant tv and a console to play video games on in your car. Um, we do not live in that world. <laughs> we live in a world where you still have to steer and drive places. And I mean, as a person that drives on roads, like every once in a while, do you ever get behind a car with like, it's always a minivan that, you know, playing some cartoon in their little like DVD system. And you spend a lot of time trying to figure out what cartoon is playing on their TV. Oh, yeah, 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 like that's yeah. distracting, but like, that's a six inch screen in a, you know, Dodge Caravan, a 17 inch monster television. Can you imagine how much light that would put off at night? Like, I, I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe Elon Musk was a bad idea, Cole. That's what I'm saying. Maybe Elon Musk is a bad idea. Just, just going to throw that out there. 
I don't think we can. Are there going to really be a bunch of opinions? Are there going to be a bunch of nerds Musk? like doing that? What's the Simpsons thing where like the guy's throwing himself in front of a poo? Mm-hmm. There's going to be mm-hmm. a bunch of people. No one listens to our podcast. It'll be fine. Oh, thank God. Anyway, Elon <laughs> Musk is a horrible person. He's absolutely terrible. Like when it's I, real weird that he uh, decided to like take a, I don't know, Twitter break this. Uh, week the same week that is you know spacex thing crashed and they had to recall 131,000 teslas did they really that's weird yikes anyway billionaires are bad eat the rich uh colby but he's a self-made man cliff (laughs) (laughs) you know what the rules of self-made man are call i had dad owned an emerald mine right no he did not oh he did not. Uh, if no, if uh, your parents have Wikipedia pages, <laughs> you are not a self-made man. <laughs> anyway, lead us into questions, Colby. Oh, yeah. Questions. Hey, yo, I'm Vinny. Questions, yo. <laughs> Vinny says, what game did you love at one point? Stopped playing, but came back to it later and enjoyed it just as much or even more. I've been getting back into Sea of Thieves with the new season, and I am loving it. Is there a game that you've like <laughs> fallen away from and then come back to? Yes, I remembered it, and then I'm like, now I'm like, I saw I've asked this question. I'm like, oh, that would be perfect. And now, for the life of me, I cannot remember what <laughs> game it was. Um, Rocket League is that way for me. Shoot, <laughs> where I uh, I do not, I don't play it regularly anymore. Like Colby and I played it nonstop a for a year, um, and every, like my kids kind of gotten into it now, which is only terrible because like when I wanted to play Rocket League, I'm like, dude, come play Rocket League with me. He's like, no, nah, Rocket League's dumb. Um, and now, like, plays Rocket League with his friends, and I'm like, you suck. But uh, I've played it a little bit with him, and, I, and I've played it by myself, and I'm like, Rocket League's so much fun. Like, I just can't get enough of that game. Um, it's got some really fun new modes, too. Um, in, in a completely unrelated thing, he's like, me and some of my friends are going to play. You want to come play with us? And I'm like, yeah. And one of his friends is 13, is ranked platinum, um, and just flattened us it was it was the i i've never played a game of rocket league that was worse than that but i think a lot of a lot of those kind of games are are fun to come back to um kind of the games of the service things but i don't know if i've ever like i come back to sea of thieves every once in a while i do that one too and sea of thieves is great um civilizations all of them five is that kind of game for me where I can not play that for a year and then come back to it and not be able to stop. Um, like literally it's a game I don't even load up anymore because I can't stop playing it. So you think of your game yet, Cole? No, no. And I can't even think of what it would be because I don't play a lot of games where like I played for a long time, stopped and then played for a long time again. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I have no idea what it was that I thought of, especially after the last couple of years, I've become a real, like I beat games. Um, mm-hmm. I, it's, it's been kind of a thing for me where I like to beat games. So even, even like games that like I, that aren't like beatable games, I can't think of what it was that I'm like, oh yeah, no, I used to do that. Yeah. Keep thinking. Maybe it'll come back to, to you. To an, to an extent that was kind of how, um, the hunt was. Yeah. Yeah. Is that I put like quite a few, like not a ton, but I put like 15 hours and then I'm like, this is really fun. And then something new and shiny came and then I'm like. I should play that game again and put a hundred hours into yeah. it. Night in the Woods was that way for me too, where I it, it which is dumb because it's like a thirteen hour game. Um but I played like the first six, but because I was playing it on PC, it's hard for me to get like PC time. So I played like the first six hours and then fell off it for like six months and then came back to it. And that game's phenomenal. Like everyone should go play Night in the Woods. It's on Game Pass. You should play Night in the Woods, Call. I don't think I'm 
I've got it. Yeah. I just need to. Your kid would probably not be scared of that. It's full of cute cats. Yeah. Um, it's good. Uh, so Colby's question. Do you want to read your own question because you are oh, here? Yes. Um. So like, I thought of this because I was playing Summer and Mara. When you're playing an indie game, mm-hmm. or or not even necessarily like an indie game, but something that's like that, or, you know, even double A yeah. kind of thing. Do are you more lenient with how you rank it? How you like with bugs and things like that than you are with like triple A games? I I would think so, but I'm not. Okay, so yes, I will give you, I, I will say that yes, I probably am, and I will give you an example. So CrossCode, which I just beat, had this weird bug, and I think it was a weird bug only on the Xbox Series X. So um, the Xbox Series X has like this quick resume feature where you can quick switch between games, but it also like games never stop playing. Like you can turn off your Xbox and when you turn it back on, your game will still be there playing. It's very, very convenient, honestly. Um, but CrossCode had this weird bug where if your if your Xbox went into resume or if you um, like switched to another game and came back to it, um, I wouldn't have audio. Yep. And I got it too. And all you had to do was kill the game and restart it. And because it's like a tiny game and because it's on a Series X, like that only meant you spent 20 seconds doing it. And it wasn't like you lost progress because you saved before you did it. Um, But like I was totally willing to put up with that for like a month. And I think that if that had happened in a AAA game, I would have been like, what the hell, guys? Fix this. Whereas with CrossCode, I was like, I don't know. It's like a team of like five dudes in the Philippines who or no, they're from Germany, I think, who like are all also students um, based on their like profiles on their website. So like, I'll give them a pass. It's fine. I can restart the game. So I think like that kind of thing. Yes, I probably am more lenient. Um, I think also I one thing that I really like about indie games is that like I often find them more charming um, I think they have a like they have aspects of both like the way they're graphically represented and often their story is just kind of cute some of the time yeah. or or interesting or unique or different than kind of the vanilla-ness of AAA games. And so I think that because of that, I'm often willing to give them a little bit more of a pass too. Like, oh, that's this game's fun and it's funny and I don't know if that necessarily makes it better than a AAA game, but it often makes it, they stand out to me more than AAA games do. Um, I, I remember the stories more of those things than I do AAA games, which, yeah. so probably, but I don't know if I unfairly do it, if that makes sense. Yeah. I, well, mostly I was playing Summer and Mara, and like I said, I loved that game. I 100%ed it, and... Um, like, it had bugs. Like, don't get me wrong. And then I was reading... I don't even remember where I saw the review for it. It was like a person, not like yeah. a... Like, a, you know, official kind of thing. And they were just like, man, I was playing it, and, like, it, it's unplayable. Like, I kept getting stuck in the world on, like, edges of things. And I know exactly what they were talking about. Occasionally, you'd be running, and you'd get to the edge of something yeah. and should be able to move on, but you'd just get stuck. And, like, it would take, like, a second to unstick yourself. Yeah. Um, and like, was it annoying? I guess like it never really, I'm like, Oh, you know, it it didn't really bug me. Um, my favorite part was, is, and I don't know, 
I, I would love to know how much it costs to do this game because someone said, like, that, that same person was like, we gave you $300,000 for Kickstarter and this is what we get. And I'm like, if if you paid $300,000 for this game, it's phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it better have had, like, a couple more million just in, like, other money because this game was not made for $300,000, my dude. Um, like, games don't get made for $300,000 that are of any, like kind of quality like that i think that that's um, the thing that people don't realize like people don't understand at all what games cost like most games of any size are made by i would say a minimum of like one or two people plus contractors right um but i would say mm -hmm. most small games are probably made of teams between like four and ten and like those people got to eat, man. <laughs> like uh -huh. if you go 10, like even if you figured those people are making 50 K a year, which is not a Low. ton <laughs> for like, like the skill sets they possess. Like if you're a good enough programmer to be a video game programmer and you're making 50 K, that means you could probably go into private stuff and make double that. So let's see, just even say they make 50 K though. That's $500,000 a year. Yeah. Um, plus overhead. And that's just salaries. Yeah. Like it doesn't count for like if you if your company offers insurance, it doesn't count if I mean you've got accounting costs and HR costs and legal fees and fees that you know like just I mean you got to buy computers, you got to buy software, you've got to buy like it's it's easy for a small studio probably to burn through five hundred to a million dollars a year easy and like we should mm -hmm. not want them to burn through less like these people need to eat and they need insurance and stuff like if you like video games take care of your web your video game developers like they need your love anyway sorry yeah, I, I just thought it was kind of weird because like I mean if if that happened in I don't know a triple a game I haven't played in the last year and a half probably yeah. but you know like I'd go like really guys come on like you know didn't QA catch this yeah. and then on the, but like on the game like this I'm like I don't know who was doing QA yeah. like I mean someone was but it was <laughs> like it was probably the same people who were developing right it. like yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I, I just find it kind of interesting that like I'm like oh I'll give a you know pass to this like there was a couple times where I'm like huh that was a spelling error but like I, I wouldn't in a triple A and I'm like, is that fair? And I'm like, I think so because I mean, they just don't have the same, the same, uh, you know, uh, things that yeah, a yeah. huge studio yeah. does. So, I mean this, so, so the company that made this, which is, I guess, Chi big, maybe she big, yeah. Chi big, she big or chai big is that game was made by a, a the, the CEO is also the lead developer. Um, yeah. They have an artist and a 3D artist and then two freelancers who do their music. So that game was made by three people and two freelancers. So if it took, I mean, if each one of those people make 50K a year and they paid, you know, like even 50K a year, that means they, if in two years you'd run through $300,000 mm -hmm. and you still got to pay your freelancers and you've got to do all your porting. I mean, because this game came out on a bunch of well, systems. Like, I also think this is based off an anime. I may be wrong on that, but I swear I saw that somewhere. Which means that you might also have to licensing. Like I mean, it's just things cost money, people. <laughs> like I don't know. For well, a, I think it was it's a twenty four dollar game or twenty five dollar yeah. game, and I, like I just, it's I don't know. It is what it is. So it just yeah, I don't know. I I think the two like even like like Hellblade, like uh, which is a, a, a oh yeah double A game, like. 
I forgave so much of that game. Like the game had the worst combat. Like not not the combat was bad. But the combat was just yeah. boring. Like I got yeah. so bored of killing things in that game. Um, but like it had such a cool hook. Like listening to that game was so cool. Listening to the story, like the the 3D audio they had in that made that entire game worthwhile. But I don't know if I would have given that a pass if it had been like I don't know if I'd give those guys a pass on their own by Microsoft. So yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I think the answer is probably yes, Cole. But I think that I don't feel bad about it. I'm not going to feel bad about I, it. I, I would also say that maybe the reason why there's like spelling errors is it doesn't appear this game that it was made. It was made in Spain. Yeah, yeah. Like Chi Big or Chai Big or whatever is in Spain, which is probably why they're. Uh, yeah, the dude know, speaks uh, Spanish. <laughs> Spanish, yeah. Like, so they made a game and. It might not even be in their first language. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's uh, video games are like I, I've heard that. I think every person who makes video games will tell you that the fact that any video game ever gets made is magic. Like it's that's what makes video games happen. Is like a cataclysm of things coming together, and eventually a game just pops out at the end. So, and and I will say, if you like indie games or smaller games, like. I don't know. Tell the people on Twitter that make them that you enjoy it. Yep. I'm a big fan of, if you want to take that even further, email them. Like they loved, I've emailed a couple of developers and said like, I love this game and they are always so gracious. So yeah. yeah. Tell, tell, tell indies that you love them because there's a lot of assholes out on the internet telling them that they don't because (laughs) we gave you $300 and there's a lot of, there's a lot of terrible people on the internet. That's what I'm saying. Be, be one of the good ones. All right. Next question is from Captain Insano. He says, what celebrity or celebrities would you want to play games with? They could be video games. It could be board games, etc. So reindeer games, I guess, are also in play. Oh, can we get um, uh, Ben Affleck to play reindeer games? <laughs> I, I wouldn't mind playing video games with... Um, like late '90s Ben Affleck. No, no, I want to play <laughs> video games with now Ben Affleck. He just looks so sad all the time. <laughs> Every picture I see of Ben Affleck just looks like uh, he's just given up on everything. He's just like, and that's why I want to play barely video keeping games with it together. Him. I Ben Affleck is like you play video games with Ben Affleck's Cole. I'd say there is a fifty percent chance that he ends up passed out on your couch drunk. Like, no, I I guarantee you he ends up crying at some point. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, this is awkward. I should have chosen someone else. <laughs> like, there was a time where I would have been like, like Goodwill Hunting days. Like, could you imagine playing video games with Matt Damon and Ben Affleck? And now I'm like, maybe, maybe Matt can come. <laughs> Thinking that Ben should stay at home. <laughs> uh, let's see, what celebrities would I want to play video games with? Um, I want someone really old who never plays video games. <laughs> Just you and Ed Asner playing video <laughs> games. <laughs> what are you doing, Helen Mirren? What? Oh God! Oh, we just died, Helen Mirren. I would. <laughs> Helen Mirren. Um, I think the the worst part about some like the worst problem with choosing a celebrity or celebrities is that in my head, what if they have a heated gamer moment with you, like? <laughs> Oh my God, Helen Mirren just said the N word. Um, <laughs> no, it's it's more like like do you ever look at those contests where you're like win a day to hang out with so and so and I'm like that is my no. hell. Like, yeah, I, like like do you want to have lunch with this person? I'm like 
I don't know. What's the like cash value on that? Because I'd rather have that. Like, yeah, I just they're like, well, you get to have lunch with Ben Affleck. I'm like, yeah, no, but what's the cash value on the lunch? Can I just like add his in too? I'll just take the thirty dollars. I just can't. Like, I'm so awkward and introverted that the idea of like playing video games with someone like that is just well i'd be worried that i was gonna screw up i would worry that i'd do something stupid so <laughs> what if helen mirren smoked your ass in call of duty <laughs> but i mean the thing is is like there's a possibility call i'm not <laughs> i'm not saying that that is not a possibility Get good cliff god damn it we're dying uh, i'm sorry helen mirren <laughs> i uh i just i don't know it's hard for me throws her hands up in despair right i mean i don't know like Maybe it would be cool to play like FIFA with like some soccer people. Like, no, that it might be would interesting. not because you had the chance to play it with Nick Romando. You weren't like, oh, this sounds like a good time. Oh, I forgot about that. You were that. like, yeah, no, let's not do that. We can watch. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I did get him to sign my phone though. That was pretty cool. It wore How off. How long did that later. last? <laughs> um, yeah, maybe maybe it's just maybe playing video games with celebrities is a bad idea. Call. That's that's what I'm saying. Like, there's people that I could have over that I could just yell at. Yeah. Like, I want to play. I want to play. Uh, I don't know whatever game with Ted Cruz. Ben Shapiro. <laughs> that I've decided that's the right way to do this. Call. Let's <laughs> let's let's force people to play video games with us. Just like no, I'm like I'm like you've got an hour with me. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you haven't even picked up your remote. I'm like probably not going to either. <laughs> I like this idea better. That's way better. <laughs> All right. Uh, Princess Megan said, uh, who is your favorite Disney character and why? I guess question one calls, do you have a favorite Disney character? Oh, yeah. No. Okay. 100%. Good, good. Who is it and why? Because from, from Star Wars. I don't know if you can. I guess you could choose a Star Wars. Yeah, that would be. They are technically. I think Princess Leia is in fact a Disney princess now. Yeah. Do you have a favorite one? Or is that like choosing your favorite kid? Uh, I, like my favorite Star Wars character is the Imperial Guard. That's really dull, Cole. I like the Imperial Guards. They're awesome. They're pretty cool. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I like. I I. I, don't know. I, I like that um, you don't have a favorite character. You like have a favorite character class. Like you have a favorite like, profession within the Empire. I, the the one that was in the uh, non canon. Uh, uh, comic so that i can't remember his name he was pretty badass yeah i can get behind that i so i guess if you're sticking to the like movies um it's man i tell you like i this is hard i like like my favorite disney movie is probably robin hood um and so i guess i like the character of robin hood is a lot of fun um i like foxes uh if I was choosing like Disney character, like if we can expand that to like things within the theme park, um, is that is that okay? Let's see. I, yeah, no, I a hundred percent think that that's great. <laughs> I was trying to grab my my little my little guy. Um, I like the characters from uh, the Country Bear Jamboree a lot. Um, they're all bears. They're they're fun. So I I don't know if I can choose. Like I I have too many. I like Disney too much to choose. Here. How about I think Kier Canos? I think he's my favorite Imperial Guard. That'll 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 work, um, I guess. I don't know. Uh I don't watch a lot of Disney things. You should watch more. I've got a funny story. I've got a funny story about Disney things, but it is not appropriate for anything. Oh. Um, Do I know the story? 
Probably not. Oh, interesting. Um, but uh, I don't know. Wreck It Ralph was good. Wreck It Ralph was good. Wreck It Ralph was that's good. That's Disney, right? Yeah, yeah it that's, is. Well, that's Pixar. Close enough. Yeah, they're, they're owned by Disney. Yeah, Big Al from the Country Bears. He might be my favorite. He's I do like Weird Al. Big Al, different. Um, he is voice. I like. I like Uncle Remus. <laughs> You're going to hell. Um, Big Al is voiced by John Ritter's dad. Oddly enough, um, is he still alive? I don't think so. He was a, like a famous country singer in the '50s, though, which is <laughs> weird. Do, do, so, once we're done with this podcast, um, you and everyone else go listen to. There's a song called "Blood on the Saddle." Um, that's by like Al Ritter, I want to say, and that's John Ritter's dad. Um, but it, they play Big that Al Ritter. Yeah, they play that in the the Country Bears, and he's got like this super super deep voice that doesn't make any sense with him, John Ritter being his kid. Um, Elsrath fifty two wants to know what is the optimal gamer food, the best food for for eating and gaming. Well, if if marketing has taught me anything, gamer fuel. Have you ever had gamer fuel? Is that the Mountain Dew? No, it's like or is it a uh, Gatorade? Like kind of like I thought. Didn't didn't Mountain Dew have like a gamer fuel? Oh, probably. Yeah. Am I making that up? No, but gamer fuel is a thing. Um, it's it's like a Gatorade kind of mix that has caffeine in it. It's it's okay. Uh, it was game fuel. Yeah, different. Was Mountain Dew different? Um, which apparently is just kind of like amp. Which do they still make amp? I haven't had that in a long time. I'm not sure. Uh, I don't know. Um, so optimal gamer food. So this is food, not drink. Called there's a difference. Food. Well, it's not- fuel. <laughs> different. <laughs> so one time, Colby and I went to uh, Einstein's Bagels. And yeah. uh, the person in front of us, they, they used to sell these things called like power bagels. And they were not bagel shaped, oddly enough. They were kind of loaf shaped and they were just full of like sesame seeds and stuff. And uh, the person in front of us was like, so what's in a what's in a power bagel? And the dude behind the counter just looked straight at her and said, uh, power? And <laughs> that's the quality wanna, of employee you get you in Park City. Dude was probably high. Fav- you want to know my favorite... Um uh, like headline about Einstein Brothers Bagels? Yes. I know what German it is. German billionaire family that owns Einstein Brothers Bagels admits Nazi past. <laughs> I like that a lot. <laughs> All right. Gamer food. So I think the thing, like when you think about gamer food, Cole, there's a couple of things you have to take into consideration, right? Um, mm-hmm. It can't be messy because you can't. Yes, it can. Well, then it'll get all of your controller and stuff. No, 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 no. Because I'm going to say Cheetos. But how do you eat them? Like just with your tongue out of a bowl? Uh, you know the the like the the yes. <laughs> no, what you do? You see this cup cliff? Yes. For for everyone at home, this is a cup that I purchased from Target for a dollar. It looks like something um, you might play Yahtzee with, but it's a little taller. Um it it's it's about the size of you know like those like red and white like kind of I don't know plastic cups you get at like Mexican restaurants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's like a yeah. sixteen ounce about, cup. It, yeah. About that's oh no, it's much bigger than that. It's like a twenty four ounce cup. Oh, really? Hmm. Yeah, it's big. Um, well, it's probably less than that. It might be like eighteen. I don't sure. know. Doesn't matter. It's a cup. So you get you get these and you fill it up with Cheetos and then you just dump it into your mouth and then you just drink the Cheetos out of it. And that's how you eat Cheetos while playing video games and not get Cheeto fingers. Okay. Um. I will also say, great for eating Captain Crunch. Oh, yeah, I can see that. I do love Captain Crunch. 
I like a and lot. And that's how you eat it, out of a glass that you drink out of. Do you like Captain Crunch with milk, too? Or? No. God, no. I don't like any cereal with milk unless it is um, uh, Cocoa Pebbles, pretty good in milk. Interesting. And um, Frosted Shredded Wheat. I actually really, it's only good in milk. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. So you don't, when you eat cereal, you don't drink it with milk except in those two instances. Mm, I mean, I don't eat a lot of cereal, but no. Uh, and you don't, you just don't like milk, right? No, not at all. Yeah. It's gross. Yeah, I agree too. I think milk's terrible. Um, the only <laughs> we, we we buy like uh I don't know, what's the smallest amount of milk you can get at the store <laughs> that pint. somehow costs more <laughs> than the two gallon one? Yeah. yeah, we get that. And then like I use it to make scrambled eggs, which takes like a teaspoon of you know thing and we you know make scrambled eggs like twice before we like well this is bad and we have to get more (laughs) there's it seems like there should be a better system but so far we haven't found it powdered milk yeah that we've actually thought about that (laughs) and do does no one else in your family like milk either no interesting you know why, Cliff? Milk's gross. milk's gross. I don't disagree. I, like, I'm not disagreeing with you, Cole. I think milk is horrible. Horrible. And, and normally, I'd be like, I don't know, get some quick mix and like stir it in there. I got a four year old. Four year olds love it. No, nope. she doesn't even like chocolate milk. Weird. Which she's wrong about. She's stupid in that. You know, uh, you know, regarding that. So you know, the funny thing is, is like I've kind of fallen off chocolate milk. I used to really like it, and, and I that's because you haven't experienced root beer milk yet. Is that root beer milk is like the greatest thing ever, but you can't get it really. I don't really like like flavored milks either. Places. Like I, I've had root beer milk; it's okay. Um, it's probably the it's best of the flavored suck. milks. But like like vanilla milk's weird. Strawberry milk's weird. Bananas milk's pretty good. Yeah, I just don't. I just don't like milk. Honestly, I think that's the long and short of it. I, I don't. I, I would. I don't know. It's gross. Anyway, that has that is neither here nor there. Um, Unless you use that for gamer fuel. Yeah, I guess. Like just chugging. I'm trying to think of like what I a two gallon thing while playing video games. I like to. I'm trying to think about like what food I eat while I game, and I just don't for the most part. Um, No. About the only food I ever eat while I'm like I drink coffee while I'm gaming, Um, and I eat pop tarts occasionally. Um, Most of my gaming happens in the morning on the weekends, and so if we have pop tarts in the house, I will often wake up and eat a pop tart while I'm talking to Cole and, and playing video games. But I don't eat and game very much just because it gets on your hands and then it gets on your controller, and then your controllers get gross. The thing that I generally have eaten the most while gaming in the recent past is, I don't know if it's Utz or Oots, it's the like um, Cracker Company, I think they're out of the East Coast somewhere, they have a pub mix that is damn delightful, Um, it's like, what is it, Ghirardetto's or whatever that have the, it's like that but like way better, but it's got, I don't know, some sort of powdery stuff on it that also makes it good so what you do is you get a bowl of that and then you get a uh uh paper towel and get it wet and then you eat wipe your hands on paper towel back to game you can't just dump it in your mouth out of a cup i mean you could but i usually like to pick through and get like all the pretzel pieces out because they're the worst part of those kinds of things so you eat all the pretzels first so then you've just got most of the good stuff but you still have like tiers of what it is the the top tier and the the pub mix is um they're i think they're honey mustard rye chips oh and you can buy them in a package by themselves and it's like 15 dollars for like a not very big package and i've considered it huh i i always wonder if people enjoy this part of the podcast like i enjoy this part of the podcast but i, I don't know if anyone else likes to hear about us talking about food 
Eh. I don't care though. It's fine. Um, I think long story short is I don't eat in game. Um, I used to like, so I used to work with this dude who would buy the like giant, giant tubs full of um, cheese balls and then would yeah, cheap and then would pour them into a smaller container and eat them while he worked with um, chopsticks so as to not get his hands dirty. He's a thinker. Yeah. That's what the cup's for. Anyway. It's so much easier. Super weird. All right. Plus, I don't look like a pretentious douchebag who's eating cheese puffs with a chopstick. I, I just look like I'm drinking something. I will find... That I didn't have to chew. If I can remember his name, which is always a challenge because I didn't work with him. Like, he worked at a different division in my company. I will find the uh, web series he made, and you'll understand everything you need to know about him. I'll, I'll post that in the when chat. Dave just had a bucket of, like, spinach that he'd eat as if he was a goddamn rabbit? <laughs> So Colby and I worked together at this place that I won't name because they're probably litigious. Um, oh, they're out of business. <laughs> like, And it's, it was. We worked with this dude. He was like 50 years old, had more energy than like a 16-year-old on meth. Um, and he would. He would just like – he had like a Tupperware container, like probably – A big a one. A big one. Like, like, I mean, it was probably – I don't even know. Like – like, if you think about, like, the way you buy spinach, like, they come in bags, right? It was, like, probably two or three bags of that, and he'd just eat it throughout the day. Like, this, just plain, just, like, popping spinach. He was either eating spinach or he was chewing the biggest wad of gum you've ever seen. Like, he would, he'd take, like, three or four pieces of gum at once and chew on it. Weirdest dude I've ever... It's the only time I've ever been offered mushrooms. Yeah, yeah, it was a weird place, Of the man. magic variety. It's the weirdest place I've ever worked. It was not... I should have done it. I worked there for, like, four years, and I don't know what I was doing. It was insane. Anyway, let's talk about cheap, free video games. Uh, game Pass is getting another buttload of games. Uh, first up on February 4th. So these are coming out, I was going to say in a little while, but that's literally tomorrow. Um, Ghost or today, if you're listening to this podcast, most likely Ghost of a Tale is an action RPG. Ooh, I like action RPGs in which you play as Tilo, a mouse, and I like mice, a mouse and minstrel thrown into a perilous adventure set in a medieval world populated only by animals. The game puts an emphasis on immersion exploration. This sounds great. <laughs> I think this is actually on my wish list. <laughs> I, I'm all into this game. Uh, also coming out tomorrow. That's coming out on PC. Oh, that sucks. Um, bummer. Uh, Project Winter is coming to Android console and PC February 4th as well. It is the perfect game to backstab your friends. It's an eight-person multiplayer game focused on social deception and survival. Uh, let's see. Also February 4th is The Falconeer coming to Android, Android console and, and uh, PC. This game looks really fun. Um, yeah. It's like a like a flight sim, except instead of being in a like plane, you're on the back of a monstrous falcon. Looks really fun. So it says, become the falconeer and soar through the skies aboard a devastatingly powerful warbird in this open world air combat game. It looks really cool. I've seen some videos of that. Uh, coming up February 11th, we are getting Final Fantasy VII The Zodiac Age. So that's the remastered version of Final Fantasy VII. Um, I'm kind of interested in that a little bit, I guess. Um, like... I would you play Final Fantasy twelve or whatever it is, the Zodiac Killer? Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Like I think this is gonna be my third attempt to play Final Fantasy Seven, in which I realize I just don't like Final Fantasy Seven. I'm pretty sure that's that's where we're at. Oh, well, that's Final Fantasy Oh wait, it is seven. Yeah. Or is that twelve? No, that's it's... twelve, Cliff. Oh, X shoot. is a ten. Never mind. This is Final Fantasy twelve, the Zodiac Age. I don't know anything about this game. 
it's Final Fantasy, I guess. I will. It's got it's got the Zodiac Killer. In I will not be sure. playing this game. That's fine. Shoot, I was kind of thinking that Final Fantasy VII was coming to Xbox pretty fast. Well, and it it isn't even on Xbox currently. Eh, so whatever. That's a timed exclusive, I believe. Anyway, just rewind and ignore what I said. I'm not going to cut it because that'd be dumb. Uh, I live with my mistakes. Anyway, this is Final Fantasy... Editing is for cowards. Exactly. Final Fantasy twelve, the Golden Age. It's for cowards in the Zodiac Age. (laughs) That's what it's called. Uh, Jurassic World... You called it the Golden Age. Whatever. Uh, It says the Zodiac Age. I'm reading the same thing you You are. You are correct. Anyway. (laughs) You're just like, no, it's called that. It's Final Fantasy VII, the Golden Age. That's the game that's coming out. You will love it. Uh, Jurassic World Evolution is coming to Android and console February 11th. That's the new, like, build your own theme park. I would guess things go wrong. So here's the question. Does it always end in disaster? Like, can you build a successful, like, dino zoo? a gold game? No, it's relatively new. This game came out. Yeah, I, I, I swear that I have this game. I don't think I so. Like, like this game only came out like pretty recently. Well, I guess it came out June twelfth, twenty eighteen. Times a flat circle. Everything, but I gotta tell you, man. Like the coronavirus being like starting like a year ago is starting to mess with my head because I f- yeah, it's December's game with gold. So I assume last December. Oh, okay, cool. No, two thousand nineteen game with gold i don't know it got a 4.8 on ign so i don't really hold out a lot of hope for it but it's made by frontier developments who does pretty good work generally speaking um like i mean they make the elite games oddly enough and planet coaster i don't know give it a shot it's free what do you have to lose uh coming out also on february 11th is stealth incorporated to a game of clones which is coming to android and console uh you play the role of a clone escaping a sinister and high-tech testing facility testing both your brain and reflexes over 60 varied levels linked together in a sprawling overworld that actually sounds kind of fun uh and the final game uh that we're going to talk about anyway is wolfenstein youngblood coming to android so that i believe is already out on xbox game pass this just means you'll be able to play it on your phone now so comes out february 11th that is the uh, Wolfenstein game where you play as BJ Blaskowitz's twin daughters, Jess and Soph Blaskowitz. Um, you played a little bit of that, didn't you, Colin? Yeah, it wasn't bad. Yeah, did you beat it? it well, I, no, I didn't. I, I didn't like it as much as the other ones, but it was still, it was still good. I wonder if it would have been better co-op because I think it was kind of designed to be played Probably. co-op. I mean, like, I think it was one of those things that yes, you could play it, but like, I don't know if it would have, you know greatly added sure to it. i mean like when i say designed to be played co-op like you got a free copy of it in it so yeah whatever yeah. uh coming to playstation now uh i think today soon sometime first of this month Blops. yeah we'll say uh call of duty black ops 3 is coming i don't know i i don't know anything about those games calls is that new is that recent uh, it's 2015 so not really um that's no it was it was the first Black Ops game that I absolutely hated. That's like, super I weird. It, I'm like, this is garbage. So it's a five year old game that they're doing like a limited release on. I wonder if it's. I wonder, I wonder if it's they, remastered. Like, remastered or something. I just. I stopped caring about Call of Duty. I'm not sure I ever cared about Call of Duty. I'll be honest. Anyway, um, that's available through April 29th. Um, WWE 2K Battlegrounds, which is that kind of cartoony WWE game they made after the last WWE game was unintentionally cartoony, I believe, uh, is coming out. That one's available through August 2nd. Um, Detroit Come hum- Become Human, uh, Darksiders Genesis, Hotline Miami 2 Wrong Number, and Little Nightmares are all a uh, permanent part of uh, PlayStation Nation now. So uh, you played Hotline Genesis, right, Miami. Cole? 
is really good. Which one? Uh, yeah, Hotline Miami too. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Um, Dark Siders Genesis, I did. Yeah, that was, was like the, the like, kind of kind Diablo-y of... one, kind of wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, looked yep, good. Yep. I meant to play that, and then it got pulled off Game Pass. So whatever. Yeah. Uh, Detroit Become Human uh, is good depending on who you are. I think. Um, like Dylan loves it, but I know a lot of people hate it, and that company's a giant pile of crap. So. Uh, that's fine. Coming to Amazon Prime Gaming. Um, <laughs> so this is my favorite. Like, I got really excited about this game, even though I know almost nothing about it. Um, but it's all based on that meme. I don't know if it's my enjoyment of it is based on that meme. Have you ever seen those things where it's like uh, a bunch of things that are mislabeled correctly? Or mislabeled incorrectly, I suppose. And, and the no. it's just a big thing of spinach. And it's just spinch. Um Oh, vaguely. Yeah, yes. and it's it's you know stuff like that. And so I saw. So I we always call spinach spinch um, in my house, and my kid hates spinach. So whenever he asks what we're having for dinner, I always tell him we're having spinch. Um, and so there's a game out called Spinch, and I'm very excited about it. And it looks super weird and psychedelic and strange. And it's available for free until March 1st. Uh, you can also get Stealth Bastard Deluxe, which is a great title through March 1st. Uh, Monster Prom Hot Seat, Swim Sanity, Couch Party Edition, which is an underwater shooter featuring a variety of weapons and power-ups with eight action-packed game modes and couch co-op multiplayer, which sounds great. Coming out uh, again through the end of March 1st. Table Manners, it's a dating simulator. Algo bot, um, you're a maintenance run on a massive pangalactic colony ship. Uh, Cyberhook is a like par- parkour tech uh, grappling game. And Little Big Workshop is a magical factory filled with diligent workers who can create anything you want from robot ducks to drones, electric guitars, and more. All those games are available for free through March 1st. You just have to have a Amazon Prime account and tie it to your uh, Twitch account to get those for free. Um, I actually, I downloaded Spinch the other day because I do want to play it. And I, I have been collecting them for I don't even know how long. And I, But I'd never installed like the software to actually play them. And apparently I have 250 games in my Amazon Games account, which is silly. Um, you ready to talk Troll Corner, Cole? Sure. All right. So um, Activision's Union... Um, uh, <laughs> The uh, American Federation of Labor and Congress of International Organizations, or the AFL-CIO, if you uh, don't know uh, much about unions, uh, submitted a shareholder proposal to Activision and EA calling them on – they they want them to adopt what is called um, the Romney Rule, which is a policy that's in effect in uh, the NFL, which requires to – that you interview at least one diverse candidate when hiring for any position. So that's the bar here. Okay. So for any position you're hiring, you have to hire, you have to not interview or not, not hire, but interview one diverse candidate, which probably I would guess for video games means a woman or like a person of color. Yeah. Not a white dude. Yeah. So essentially like interview, interview someone who's not a white guy and Activision was like, well, I mean, we already do that for our, like, director and CEO positions. But, you know, implementing that across the rest of the company would just be too hard. We can't be bothered to interview a single <laughs> person who is uh, a, a diverse candidate when we hire for things. Um, to the point of where they're actually going to uh, go to the SEC because... 
apparently they are actually a shareholder and try and get uh, them to let them just reject the proposal outright, even though it's coming from a shareholder. Uh, like, <laughs> that's just terrible. <laughs> um, Not shocking. It, it is in, it's in no way, it in no way shocking. Um, they're, they they say that, in fact, our hiring practices are rooted in ensuring diversity for all roles. We engage in this aggressively and successfully. Our objection was rooted in the fact that the AFL-CIO proposal failed to adequately consider how to apply these practices in all the countries we operate in. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure... I'm sure that was the, why couldn't have they said it? Cool, we'll do that in America. Like we'll 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 do that in the United States. That that'd be an easy way to do this, right? I don't know, man. Like companies suck. Like they all yeah. suck. What do you do? Um, I mean, I guess we could tear it all down and start over, but it would probably just suck Seems again. Hard. Sounds like a lot of work. Based on my understanding of the division two, it would just start to suck again immediately after. <laughs> like. <laughs> I'm like, dude, can I get a gun? We have to go shoot all these bad guys. They're terrible. And I'm like, I'm not even sure they're bad, bad guys. guys. But, <laughs> like, but like, they keep telling you I need to shoot them. Why the in this situation? Because yeah. I feel kind of like I might be the bad. He's like, well, do you have $1,500 for a new gun? I'm like, dude, I'm fighting like a plague. Like, He's like, well, I'm going to need some money. I'm like, this just doesn't seem right. Didn't I help you set up this entire place where you guys live now? He's like, yeah, I'm going to need some money. I, I don't know, man. <laughs> it's all bad. Uh, anyway, we are Bite Me Podcast. You can find us at bitemepodcast.com. You can follow us on social media. <laughs> no, no, really, you can find us there, Call It wasn't funny. No, I, I just found like a, a picture of um, the leadership of Activision. <laughs> <laughs> Would I be correct in saying that their diversity hiring practices for their uh, director and CEO level people has not been very successful? I would just be like, hey, man, we got three broads on here, guys. Come on. Like, um, shockingly, every single one of these people who is, you know, big enough to have their picture on there, all white. It's really weird. I am like every, every single one of them is very white. I am absolutely shocked that their voluntary <laughs> actions have not been immensely successful. I am, I am just... I'm shocked, Colt. That's what I'm gonna say. Anyway, you can find us on Facebook. I, I will also say that like our diversity hiring practices within Bite Me Podcast have not been great. Um, but no, there's only no. two of us, and we didn't hire any. Maybe I should have. Man, when we had Colby join the podcast, I should have. I should have looked a little harder. I don't should have. I should have found my brother from another Nepotism. mother, not just my brother. Um, anyway, facebook.com slash bite me podcast, twitter.com slash bite me podcast, Instagram slash bite me podcast. Uh, you can come hang out on our discord by going to bite slash discord. You can, uh, join our Patreon by going to patreon.com slash bite me podcast. <coughs> you could join our extra life team by going to bite me slash extra life. Um, you can be Colby's friend. Um, Woo. if you just drive to Utah and roll around just screaming Colby out your window until you find him, um, yeah. So I find all my And then friends. you'll have a new friend. That's why Colby does I not have any friends. Out, <laughs> yeah. That Daniel Al Gray, I don't know how to say his last name, who is the president and CEO, is somehow whiter than I am, and I am white. Wow. That's impressive. Like I'm like ninety percent like Swedish yeah. white. Huh. And this dude somehow is like this dude definitely wears white new balance shoes with cargo pants. Wow. White. I mean, I wear cargo pants too. Is that not cool? I mean, cargo shorts. I've worn pants in 
I actually I actually realized this the other day. Like I know the last day I wore pants, um, because I know what day I got laid off from my last job, and it was the day before that because I had to go into the office and I put on pants because we had a new uh, like a new vice president that I was meeting and I wanted to look nice. Um, that was the last time I wore pants. It's all all been short since then. Maybe their like diversity hire is this guy who has like a vaguely like Scandinavian name. <laughs> He's probably just the head of their Scandinavian division, Cole. <laughs> He's their chief creative officer. Oh well, good for him, Sven Pele Sejonel. Sure, yeah. It's probably not Pele. It's like Pel Sejonel. I don't. It's know. It's not good, Cole. Anyway, can you no. can you make this stop? Hey, oh, bite me. <laughs> <laughs>